This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining me on today's Friday the 13th edition of Invest Talk. I certainly hope you are not superstitious for many reasons. One good reason is determining your market investing decisions with uh, logic, not superstition, is... And if, if you use superstition, that's a bad idea. Bad idea. But I'm sure our Invest Talk listeners are too smart for that. We don't go for that kind of thing. So yes, Friday is finally here. I'm Steve Peasley. And for those of you who are ready to improve your investing skills, you've come to the right place. Listen and learn and uh, as we talk here on our show called Invest Talk. We've been doing this program for more than 20 years, and your questions are a big part of why it works so well. So please give me a call at 888-99-CHART. <clears throat> Another weekend starts for most people, I guess in about an hour. And today, as I do every Friday, I will spend a little time highlighting some of the feature information on our weekly premium newsletter, KPP Financial Premium Newsletter, which I distribute today to subscribers. And here's a quick sneak preview. The week was all about trade disputes and Trump's trip to Europe. The trade conflicts don't seem to be affecting the market nearly as much as one would suppose. The other big issue in the market is facing is the Federal Reserve's insistence on pushing interest rates higher. And when building a portfolio, you can take two approaches, top down or bottom up. You'll want to hear this coming up on our in a few minutes. We'll talk a little bit more about the premium newsletter I sent out this morning. But first, let's get to our Friday Q&A session underway pre-recorded call that came in earlier. Here's one, uh, and we call it our listen line, 888-99-CHART. Hi, good morning. My name is Jeff. I'm in West L.A. I'm a podcast listener. My question is, how emerging markets, local currency bond funds, differ to rising interest rates compared to domestic bond funds? Uh, should, my question basically just want to know, how the emerging market uh, local currency fund would act to those rising interest rates. Thank you. Well, they wouldn't necessarily react very much to our, here in the U.S., rising interest rates because it's emerging markets interest rates that will affect their stocks and their part, in their uh, market. So uh, us raising interest rates does have an impact worldwide. I'm not trying to say it doesn't. I'm just saying it doesn't really impact it that much. The local uh, emerging market or any specific country's effort to raise and lower interest rates affect them by far greater than anything we would do here. What what it does, remember we, for instance, we have interest rates that are rising and our Fed has been bumping up rates, but the EU and Japan are not. They're still flat. Now, that does have an impact. That drives people to buy our debt because they can get some return. They can't get a return on their own debt. The investors in the EU, why would they invest in their own government debt getting zero when they can invest our in our 10-year notes and get 2.8%? You see, so, yeah, there is an effect. But, you know, as far as affecting the stock market, you know, local rates in various emerging countries or even other countries, I have much more impact on them than than what we do here in our country. 
888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. The KBP Premium Newsletter out today is once again filled with a bunch of information, solid information for all the subscribers. In the market conditions sections, I focus uh, the week that was, this last week's. Talked about the talk about everything is about trade wars these days and their expected consequences. President Trump's European trip was also part of the big news this later in the week. Investor traders might be getting hardened to the war of words and actions, or maybe they just don't feel there's going to be a drag on the economy because the market is not kind of not just kind of shrugging it off, right? The Fed has hinted that they're going to raise rates two more times. This year, remember, they only control the short-term rates, overnight rate to the banks. So why is the long-term treasuries not moving up in yield? Why would buyers of U.S. debt not demand more yield for lending their money? And it is complicated, but I try to explain it a little bit in the newsletter. In the portfolio management section, I teach uh, there's two methods, uh, different approaches to uh, researching stocks. The top down and bottom up, and I go briefly into what those things are. We, I, we kind of at KPP, we kind of use a combination of both. The Consumer Watch talked about the summer getaway travel trips and how you can save some money, you know, using a right credit card. And you need to understand the, the, what is covered and not covered, what credit card pays for and doesn't pay for, what benefits you have, and it's different for each credit card. So you just can't, you know, you just can't say I'll just use this card. You got to know what, what what the benefits are. For instance, if you use an airline-sponsored visa, you realize that almost all of those waive the baggage fee when you, when you, you know, and remember, baggage fees cost, what, $25, $50 a bag on many of the airlines. So, you, you know, it, it's worth a lot of money, especially if you travel. And the stock ideas with the Trump administration focused on naval shipbuilding, we've got a terrific defense play for you there. I kind of like that. And, you know, uh, there's a third-party logistics provider company that we like that I say might be on your watch list. You know, so anyways, that's our premium newsletter. Premium Weekly comes out every Friday. It's easy to subscribe directly through investtalk.com. It's about $10 a month. And now I invite your financial investing questions. You can call us right now, 888-99-CHART. So what's our feature talking point today? How about the seven most curious questions regarding your 401k? What people ask. And, you know, this is a good, good way to get you. Uh, you may have these questions and you haven't asked anybody. And so I will go over all seven, I think. I think I have the time to do that. Also, uh, market dynamics. What's happening? We talked briefly about yesterday. Someone called and asked about, you know, the FANG stocks and how they're continuing to move. So I took a little deeper look at all the different indexes to try to come up with some, uh, some uh, just the different dynamics is involved. And we are still in a correction. And you realize if Monday doesn't break above the old highs, which is probably not for the S&P and the Dow, it's been the longest correction since 1984. You know that? Longest correction. And we're still in it. Find that very interesting. Finally, uh, worrying about retirement while in retirement will ruin your retirement. Try to give you some helpful hints on how to not to worry about it, even while you're in it. 
And those are the things we're going to talk about today. Hopefully, I can get to them today. The market was actually uh, up today. The Dow is up 95. The, uh, S, uh, the NASDAQ up 2, so not much. And the S&P up 3. And I mentioned yesterday, the S&P, and I wrote about this, the S&P is right now at its most recent resistance points. This is, if it, it's been that this 2800 on the 2800 on the S&P like three times since the big correction in February. Now, I'm not talking about making a new high. I'm just talking about it's, it's been at this level, 2800. This is the third time. And is the third time the charm to break through? Looked like it was going to early this morning, but then it settled right at the 2800 knot mark. So we will have to wait till next week to find out. 888 chart. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for making time for Invest Talk today. We do this show live every weekday from 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Tell your friends and family members, I appreciate that, to tell the tune in, listen to us live streaming on investtalk.com or later via archive podcast you can do that but now let's keep the momentum going please call 888-99-CHART it's a friday invest talk july is half over the weekend is warmed up and ready to start and you've got an idea for an investment play in mind but is it a good idea is it a safe play? Steve can help you with that and lots of other scenarios. And he's here now taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278-401K. Questions. People have, uh, these are common questions that people have about, about their 401K. And I thought I'd go over a little quickly. Um, and the first one is, and there's seven of them, by the way. When can I enroll? Well, that depends on your employer. You can enroll in a 401k when your employer allows it. If they have one, first of all, if they have a 401k, and if there's a waiting period or no waiting period, that kind of thing. How often can I adjust my savings rate? Also depends on how your employer sets it up. Some say, say you can adjust anytime you want, but it depends on how your employer sets up. These are things you have to ask your employer. Contributions are tax deferred. What does that mean? That means if you put $10,000 in your 401k and you made $100,000 this year, you only have to pay taxes on $90,000. Okay, that's what that means, tax deferred. Deferred means you're going to have to pay taxes. But it's deferred until you start withdrawing it in retirement. And then that $10,000, whenever you withdraw it, or part of it, whatever you do in retirement, Whatever you withdraw as added to that year's adjusted gross income, and you pay your ordinary income tax on that level. So that's what tax deferred means. When can I withdraw funds? Technically, you can withdraw funds anytime you want, but you can't take it out without penalty until 50, age 59 and a half. And if you do take it out before then, the penalty of withdrawal is 10%, pretty costly. So don't do it, okay? Don't do it. So you got to wait till you retire. That's when you can draw it. How much can you save? In a 401k, you can save 18500 a year unless you're over 50. If you're over 50, you can save 24500 a year. What if I want to save more? Well, you can't. 
depending on your income level, you can open up an IRA as well as your 401k and put money in that or your Roth IRA. But there are limitations. I, yeah, the year, I think if you start, if you make $120,000 a year as a single person, your, your eligibility for IRA, in addition to the 401k, is starting to phase out. You can't put money in it or start to start. 189000 for married couples, by the way. What happens if I leave my current job? Well, you can leave the 401k where it is. Many old employers will let you do that. Or you can roll it into a new IRA called a rollover IRA. It's just a regular IRA, but you're rolling it over from old 401k, and then you can manage it any way you want. Pretty good questions, huh? I thought they were. 888-99-CHART. Let's talk to Jason in San Jose. How you doing, Jason? Good. Thanks for taking my call. I've got a uh, question on uh, Walt Disney. That's D-I-S. Uh, I'd like to know, um, yes. should I buy, sell, or hold on, on Disney? Disney, everybody knows about Disney. Uh, they have very good drivers of income, movies, as you know, and, of course, the recent movie, uh, uh, The Incredibles 2 movies, making a lot big splash, making them a lot of money. Um, they're going to make $7.61 next year. It's a $110 stock. So it's not expensive. It's not super cheap. It's it's a little bit undervalued, and it looks like I think the value is about 120 to 130 dollars. So it's not great upside potential, but it does pay a small dividend, one and a half percent. It has. I would not buy here at 110 because you know it bottomed around 98, 9900. I might wait till it goes back down there. I think it might go back down there for another. And then run up. Uh, if you're gonna, if it breaks above 112, then I might buy it because now it's above all the resistance. But 111, 112 is a is pretty big resistance on the stock price. So I want, I don't want to buy it here, kind of no man's land. Appreciate the call, Jason Disney D I S. Everybody, this is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for making this program a must hear program. I, you must hear it, especially on a busy Friday. We'll get back to your questions right after the break, and this this give you time. This will give you time to get to the phone. Our lines are open. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Investor is made possible by KPP Financial. And you're welcome to explore the many valuable information guidance topics posted at investtalk.com. Don't forget, InvestTalk Radio is available 24-7 via archived podcast. Listen, download, and share with friends. Now, back to your calls, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go to, uh, let's talk to Amit in San Jose. How you doing, Amit? I'm doing fine. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have Thank a question you. about the financial sector. It's not participating in the yeah. rally. Is it because of the flattening yield curve that's affecting this sector? Well, it will affect the sector. Where, uh, but uh, I, the flattening yield curve will affect more than just the financial sector. Um, I don't think that the damage to the financial sector can be placed at 
the feet of the yield curve. I think it. I think the experts were a little bit too uh, optimistic about their earnings, and you know they had, there was some earnings out today, and they were a little bit disappointing. Even though they were good, admit they weren't bad earnings. They they still were good, and so I think you're going to have to pick your spot. And this weakness in the financial sector and some of those good stocks might be a, an opportunity to buy, not sell, okay. buy. Because I think the economy, until we go into recession, financials usually are a pretty good place to be. And I, I would I would consider buying them, not selling them at this stage. Uh, okay? How about the ETF like XLF? XL, okay, you, now we're talking about Excellent. the ETF, everybody, Exchange Traded Fund of the financial sector. So this will be a buying you know, all a bunch of the financial stocks in there. And you'll note that it peaked in February, and ever since then it's been kind of going downward. But it's always it's finding support right around 26.50 or so. And today's at 26.98. It looks like this is the area it wants to hold, and I think that I, I might on the ETF wait till it breaks above the 200-day moving average because it's at 26.98 and the 200-day moving average is at 27, oh like 27.50. So I I think I'd wait for it to show me some strength breaking it back above the 200-day moving average, but I do think it is uh, a, something that you want to consider buying. I do. So I put it on my watch list and wait for it to break up a bit. Okay? Appreciate the call. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Market dynamics. Remember we talked about the FANG stocks, how they're still driving the market this year as and as they drove them last year? But And then I, I mentioned to the caller that I think that the, that the market is actually broadening out and that the, the uh, more of the market is, is moving up. And I have some evidence of that in that if you look at the Russell 2000, Russell 2000 is up about 10% for the year versus the S&P, which, you know, is just barely above the line. So, and if you look at the advanced decline line of the S&P versus the rest of the market, you'll find that the rest of the market and S&P are tracking together as opposed to the S&P is driven by the big tech stocks as opposed to being divergent. In other words, the S&P's is advanced decline is much higher than the advanced decline, or at least higher than the rest of the market. And so uh, what I'm saying is it looks like the, 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 uh, the market is broadening out and not so dependent just on the FANG stocks. FANG stocks being Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, and probably Microsoft and and Intel, you know, the big tech blue chip stocks that have been driving the market. I, I'm trying. I'm suggesting that it's, it's broadening out and that the value stocks will start to work. Um, and they seem to be working a bit better. But, you know, thanks, they're, st they're still driven by the FANG stocks. You can't deny that the market. My biggest worry is that these FANG stocks are so big they dominate the, the index because it's market cap weighted, market capitalization weighted, the index is. And the bigger the companies, the more impact they have on the entire index. And there's a long overdue correction in those big cap overpriced stocks. So if they start to fall, they'll, they'll pull the market down. They'll pull the market down just like they pushed it up. 
Let's go to John in San Jose. How you doing, John? Fabulous, fabulous. I uh, was wondering if you could tell me why Cisco, CSDO, did such a radical move these last two days. I'm a day trader. I made a ton of money yesterday, and I made even more today. Um, okay. So <laughs> maybe you could tell me the news, why it did such a radical uh -huh. movement. Yes, I can tell you exactly why. It's Amazon. It's all Amazon's fault. Why am I saying Amazon's fault? Because Amazon is wading into the network equipment business. Uh. And, you know, and every time Amazon gets into some business, it is a disruptor. So, you know, now, whether it be successful or not, uh, you know, whether it can really hurt Cisco, that's a whole big, that's a whole nother question. But Amazon announced and is entering the networking business. And that was just, you know, yesterday and today. Okay, so there you go. That's why you have the big moves up and down. Okay? Good that's question, fabulous. John. Yeah, that's why, though. It's real clear. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, John. Monday on Invest Talk. As states battle for business, recruitment incentives are their newest weapons. Recruitment incentives. Skilled workers are already in short supply, and low employment rates are making the situation worse. So Justin will be here, and he'll break this down Monday. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here on this Friday, and I'm ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. We thank you for subscribing to our podcast. You can join our InvestTalk Insiders and gain access to our library of webinars like Seeing the Cycles, How to Recognize and Harness the Power of Market Cycles. Hidden in the continuous stream of numbers are cyclical occurrences, which help us anticipate both opportunity and risk. It's a free benefit for our InvestTalk listeners. Just click on the InvestTalk tab on InvestTalk.com. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are dedicated to providing straightforward and unbiased investing management. For listeners, the Invest Talk commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make better investors. And individuals who choose to become KPP clients enjoy personalized and highly experienced attention to their portfolio. You want to speak with Steve right now? He's here. Give him a call, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. I really appreciate you taking the call. Uh, my question is uh, just asking for your opinion on uh, the stock IQ. That's IQ. It's a uh, Chinese streaming and show company very similar to Netflix. Uh, it is um, somewhat considered the Netflix of China. Uh, that is IQ. I uh, just wanted to uh, get your opinion on that. Thanks in advance, guys, and really enjoyed the show. Thank you. Bye. Okay, it's called IQ, headquartered in China. Now, remember, when you have a company headquartered outside the United States, you know, you're relying on whatever laws and, and situations concerning corporations and how they're governed and controlled and required to report on that country's laws, okay? 
If it trades on our exchange, which this change on the NASDAQ, that company is now subject to GAAP accounting rules, general accounting principle rules. So that makes them uh, a little bit more transparent. But try to remember our own companies can uh, fudge the numbers using GAAP rules. So don't think that foreign country companies don't do it. But this one is a Chinese company providing a platform for high-quality videos online that features original content. Okay, Netflix. Now, this came out of IPO in April. My rule is don't buy IPOs and wait at least six months after they come out because six months on an IPO after six months is when the insiders can sell. Now, this is not a normal IPO because it's outside the United States. It has Maybe it's been a company for a long time outside the United States. I do not know. I don't have that information. The other negative I see is they don't make money, and they're not going to make money this year or next year. They're going to lose $1.10 a share this year and $0.91 cents next year. But they are growing sales 50 60% quarter after quarter, recent quarters, three quarters in a row. So sales is growing, so odds are good that they should be able, if the companies run properly, start to make money. But they don't make any money now. Uh, if you were wanted to roll the dice, this is a stock you could roll a dice on. That means you're only going to spend a little bit of money of your overall portfolio. And if you're going to do that, you go ahead and put the money in now, right where it is. About $30 a share is where it bounced. This is going to be a, a very volatile ride. IPO'd around, around $16. It got up to $46 in, in June. By July, it's back to $30. 16, you know, down $15, $16. That's a huge percentage. 33%. Now it's up to 33.95. So now it's up about 12%. You see that in three or four days. So you can see how volatile it is. You just got to live with it in this kind of stock. Okay? Don't put don't bet the farm, but you you could take a risk with it. I would not. I don't buy companies that don't make money. I never buy a company that doesn't make money. I don't want to say never, extremely rare. And I would not buy this until it starts to make money. Now, I like to make time for questions that get through my email. If I get them, many times I answer them direct. But sometimes I just don't have time. And I, I go ahead and print them out and talk about them on the air. And here's one that came in uh, from Dave, from Las Cabos. Las Cabos. Every day I forget to call the show to ask you about EOCC. I'm looking at buying it. I read about it in your weekly newsletter many months ago. It pays a 6.5% dividend with a payout rate of 64%. The earnings are increasing. My info shows PE level about third, a third of the five-year average. Okay, so it just wants to know. It's in the, sum, the symbol is EOCC, uh, e everybody. EOCC. The name of the company is NL Genacrio Chile ADR. Okay, so what does it do? Um, e Oh, I'm punching it in a different software. Uh, it's a Chilean company engaged in electric generation, transmission, distribution uh, in, in both Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, and Peru. It's always made money uh, except for 2015. It lost 14 cents. Recently, it made $2.43 in 2017. $2.17. $2.43 a share. But this year, it's going to only make $2.16. Thus, the stock has fallen. 
that it, you know if you keep looking at charts and looking at movements and prices you'll find that earnings drives the stock price it'll drive it down drive it up but you'll also find that it drives stocks prices down beforehand it starts to move before the actual earnings come up because we don't have 2018 earnings that's the estimate two dollars to 16 cents last year they actually made the year you know, which is 2017 they made two dollars and 43 cents so it did pretty good last year 2017 it moved up from a low of 17 to a high of 28 well now it moved from 28 down to 1950 next year it's going to bounce earnings are going to come up to two dollars and 46 cents that's what it's saying so and it pays a 5.8 percent dividend the p ratio is like 10 to 20 dollars stock the p ratio is actually going to go down to like eight and the five-year range is seven to eighty-seven. So yeah, it bounced off nineteen fifty. Is at twenty dollars and forty cents. Uh, I like the fact that it's bounced off. It might retest that nineteen fifty, but I do like the fact that it bounced off, and I think it's going higher. I think it's a good buy point. I do. Now, this is the worry. The worry is it's a Chilean company engaged electric generation transmission. And how solid is the Chilean government? Would they ever nationalize this? Will they, you know, those are the fears you have. You know, you don't really have that kind of fear in the United States too much. But outside the United States, when you're talking about you know, utilities and gas companies, you've got to consider that and take a look at the history of that country. So but I think Chile is pretty, pretty good pretty solid uh, economically and politically okay 888-99 chart 888-992-4278 where we are still in the corrective mode okay we are the S&P 500 the Dow are still below their old highs I think the S&P is down about two and a half percent or so from its high and the Dow is about down still about six percent and just so you know, if Monday they don't break above them, which they probably not, that means we've had 109 trading days that the market's been in a correction. And that is one of the longest. You have to go back to 1984 for the, the, to get the longest correction. Pretty interesting. Also, the S&P 500 uh, is days away from the longest stretch above its 200-day moving average in history. In history. The S&P 500 is just a few days. Next week sometime, it has been above its 200-day moving average for the longest stretch in history. And at the same time, I'm telling you, we have been in a corrective phase for the longest time since, 100, since 1984. Well, what's the conclusion? That tells you the market is kind of stuck in a range. That's what that's telling you. It's kind of stuck in a range. we got to get out of this range. And, of course, I've told you now several months, months now, that I think we're not going to break above this range until later in the year. Now, that could be totally wrong, of course, but I just don't see a lot of catalysts for until the three things, and I've mentioned this before, that are holding us back are rising interest rates. The Fed is continuing to rise interest rates. The trade war talk, that's still pretty hot and heavy. 
And the elections, midterm elections, comes up later this year. Those three things are headwinds. And until we get past them a bit, and of course the election will be over with by what, November, November, beginning of November, and uh, we'll know more about what the Fed's going to do by interest rates. We're pretty sure they're going to raise at least twice more this year. But the market has those things as headwinds, and that's the reason why I'm suggesting we probably won't break above uh, the, the, the old highs until late in the year. And the reason why I think they will go above, because the economy is very strong, corporate earnings are still rolling in very strong, I think GDP is going to be pretty good this year, and we're not facing a recession anytime soon. So that's why I think we can still have another leg up. I could be wrong, but you know what? You play the probabilities here, people. Not the possibilities, the probabilities. Let's go to Mark in San Francisco. How you doing, Mark? Hey, great, great show, Steve. Um, yeah, I've been Thank looking you. at this stock, uh, Saber Health. It's uh, S like Sam, A, B like boy, R. Saber, it's a REIT. Paying a huge dividend. Okay. Um, is that, what's the payout ratio? Any idea? And debt, maybe. Is your symbol S-A-B-R, right? Sabre Corporation? Yeah. A Sabre, well, I might be getting it wrong. It's, um, yeah. Sabre it's not a REIT. It's a REIT. It's a REIT. I thought okay. it was S-A-B-R. Uh, Am I wrong on that? Uh, let's um, see. I'm pretty sure that. that minute, that's just, what it was. S-A-P-R. No. B like boy. S-A-B-R. Yeah, that was my first... Inclined. No, it's, that's not. That's 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 Saber Corporation, which is an end-to-end -end okay, no, tech uh, solution to. No, oh, you know what? I think it's uh, S B R A S, like Sam, B like boy, R A like Adam. Saber Healthcare. Read. Got it. That, that is the symbol. Okay, sorry S -A, about that. That's right. S B R A S B R A. Yeah, Zebra. Yeah, Zebra Health. Yeah, hold on. S B R A. I'm just putting that. it in all my software. No problem. It's a REIT, real estate investment trust. Everybody remember what a REIT is? It's a it's a it's a a stock that buys or is related to real estate, real estate investment trust. And to qualify a REIT, you have to pay 90% of your earnings out in the form of a dividend to the shareholders. And if you do that. The REIT does not have to pay income tax at the corporate level. They get uh, they get a pass on income tax. Of course, now you have to pay taxes on the money you get in the form of a dividend. But this REIT owns 494 healthcare-related properties in 38 states. It's a four point. Uh, it's a four billion dollar company. So it's a mid-cap stock. Um, it pays eight percent dividend. It's going to make two dollars and fifty-two cents next year. It's been moving up. Earnings have been moving up. 10% this year, then 1% next year. But sales have been increasing dramatically. Uh, wow. They they have, for REIT, they they have a lot, they have debt, but not a lot of debt. I've seen REITs have a lot more debt oh. than they do. Their return to equity is a little low at 7%, but usually, uh, you know, that wouldn't frighten me, I don't think. Uh, the dividend is pretty solid. I think that you can kind of rely on that dividend being about 7 8%. Remember, it's going to pay 90% of its earnings. Whatever that is, 
in the form of dividend and earnings are slowly moving up up 10 percent this year another one percent next year so i'm that your earnings are fairly secure and so is your dividend okay okay um, i got i want to get into it so maybe I, you can tell me about the chart and um it broke out. Uh, it broke out up when it broke above like twenty two dollars at twenty two dollars and fifty three cents. So you can you can buy this breakout if you want, uh, but it's been moving up from fifteen dollars back in February to now twenty two. That's a pretty pretty big move for a REIT. You know they they don't they usually move slower up and down. So is it overvalued? Well, it's a $22 stock. The five-year range of the read is 7 to 16. And so this this is about a 9. So it's pretty fairly valued. I mean, it's fairly inexpensive, Mark. So you could buy it here and just ignore the ignore everything else and just enjoy the, the dividends because that's really why you buy REITs. You don't get much capital appreciation over long periods of time. But... You know, so I, I have no problem buying it now that it broke out. Okay? Appreciate the call, Mark. Thank you. It's SB. Thank you. SBRA. SB is a boy. RA is the symbol. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. If you're a regular listener, you probably noticed a theme, a pattern to our presentation. Justin and I work very hard to bring you honest and unbiased investing information. We're never influenced by third-party promoters. We don't allow that. Our thoughts and comments are ours, our own, no one else's. We don't buy other people's research. We do our own research. In the end, you'll see that this commitment, our promise to you, will produce consistent, reliable results over long periods of time. We're not always right. We don't want to pretend to always be right. But we always will give you honest, clear information. Try not to over-swamp you with too much, uh, I don't know, minutia. Okay? So give us a call. We'd love to hear you. love to hear your questions. Our number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Hard to believe, but our Friday the 13th show is almost over. And don't, But don't despair. Don't get upset. We still got 10 minutes left in the program. So... How do you grow your money? How you can make smart investment choices? That's what we're about. Give us a call. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, as states battle for business, recruitment incentives are their newest weapons. That's Monday. But now, Steve is here, ready, and waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Ed and Sam Bruno. How you doing, Ed? Hey, I'm doing. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. My question is R-A-R-X. I bought... uh, 1,400 shares around about 816. It's kind of volatile right now. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But you've done good. <laughs> you've done good. Uh, you know, it's $11.18 right now. Uh, it's a fairly new stock. came out on December of, uh, 16, 2016. And to me, that's fairly new. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, that's only a couple years ago. Yeah. 
Uh, it develops novel therapeutics to treat life-threatening diseases. It's a very, very small company, Ed. Uh, therefore, it's very, very high risk, a $361 million company. And since they don't make money, if it was me, I'd take my profits and run, if it was me. Yeah, I think They're I'll not going to make money. I they're think gonna... I'll sell 800 of it then, yeah. yeah. Should have sold it this I morning, mean, they're going to lose. <laughs> did you? You already did? No, but no, no, I'm gonna, I want to do I'll have to do it Monday. Hopefully, it'll go up. Okay. I, I had one other stock yeah. because it, it just shut down today. If you, if you can get it, ingredients. Sure. Had, had it for what's years. What's the symbol? Okay. Uh, what's the symbol? I can't. I'm, I'm in my car. I N G ingredients. Uh, um, hmm. For food ingredient. stuff. Ingredient. Uh, I N G R. I think that's it. Ingredient Inc. manufactures food ingredients, starches, and liquid sweeteners. That company? Does that sound right? Yes, yes. There's about 110 oh, okay. or 105. It dropped quite a bit. It's, yeah, $99.46, down 11% this week. It's a $7 billion company. So this is a, a, a good-sized mid-cap company. They've made money, they've always made money, and their earnings have always been growing, going up for this, all the way back to 2011, which is all the information I have right in front of me. They're going to pay a 2. They pay a 2.4% dividend. The PE ratio is 14. The five-year range is 13 to 20, so it's at its low range. Uh, let me take a look at a chart. I-N-G-R-I-N-G-R. So it's a good value right now. It really got beat up today. It went from $111 all the way down to $99 today. So what happened? Uh, uh, cost savings program to drive further operating. There's an article out here that says why, you know, that there's a reason why it fell. Uh, it announced preliminary, preliminary results for the second quarter. So they haven't announced their earnings yet, but they they're 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 broadcasting it, and and the and it's below previous guidance. Previous guidance was seven dollars and ninety cents to eight dollars and twenty cents a share, and they're going to come in at seven fifty. So it's all about earnings. That's why it fell sharply today. Okay, uh, but it is a good value. It pays a good dividend, but you might want to wait till they come out with your real announcement if. If you've held on to this long, it's already fallen. So, I I probably wait till I hear what what the news is. Okay, appreciate the call. Thank you. Worried about retirement while in retirement will ruin your retirement. Stop worrying about retirement. Now, how can you do that? Because you know you're worried about are you going to have enough money, or you're worried about I don't know health. Uh, what are you worried about? Some of the things you can do to stop worrying about it. One is to get a part-time job. If you're worried about money and you can last, get a part-time job. You don't have to work full-time. Get something to keep you busy and make some money. Or you can adjust your lifestyle. You don't have to live an expensive lifestyle. If you're worried about, I can't maintain my house. I can't maintain... Going out to dinner uh, three times a week. I can't mean, adjust it. 
If you're worried about all that, stop worrying. Stop it. Adjust it. And finally, stay engaged. Stay engaged with your friends, your old employer, your family. Make an effort. Stay engaged. You'll be happier. That's it for today, everybody. Another Invest Talk Radio show for the record books. If you want to replay any or all of today's program, you can. It's free. Check out our podcast player library at investtalk.com. Thanks for listening today, and I hope you have a really great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. I'm Steve Peasley. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for listeners to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights. 